welcome to the Modern MBA podcast with Marie Kerwin and Kristen Rossi. Our mission is to help MBAs coming from, going into, or merely considering more unorthodox career paths. We're a community to find inspiration and share stories. Today on the Modern MBA podcast, in collaboration with MBAgradschools.com, we are speaking with Anita Ahui, who, after a career in luxury fashion and media, is pursuing a global MBA in luxury brand management at the famous ESSEC Business School in France. Would you kindly share your name, where you're from, and where you're doing your MBA? Yes, uh, thank you for having me. So my name is Anita Ehui. I'm from Ottawa, Canada, but I've actually spent the last six years in Toronto. I'm currently doing my global MBA in luxury brand management at ESSEC Business School in Selgy, France. So you're um, from Canada. You worked in retail and media in the past. Can you walk us through your career path to date? It's an interesting story. I actually did my undergraduate degree in political science and international relations. I thought that I was going to be an ambassador, maybe. Um, Ottawa is definitely a government city, so most people take that route. Um, However, once I graduated, I took a year off to travel. I actually went to Ghana, which is my Uh, native country. That's where both of my parents are from. And I worked in the fashion industry and got really inspired to pursue a career in fashion potentially. So when I came back to Canada, I had the opportunity to do an internship at Elle Canada magazine in Toronto. And that's when I really got my first hand experience in media and also with fashion and beauty. And that lasted for about a year. And I had heard that Saks Fifth Avenue, um, the American retailer, was coming to Canada. And that was really interesting to me because uh, we never really had a, like an international luxury retailer in Canada before. So I joined their team and I helped open both the two uh, stores in Toronto. And I worked as a brand ambassador. And that was really my first dive into luxury Um, A whole new world, a fabulous world um, that really got me curious. And I did have a background in uh, magazine publishing and uh, marketing because I was taking just night classes to stay busy. So through that, I actually got a promotion into corporate to work on the website for the Hudson's Bay Company, which owns Saks. Um, And I was working in beauty e-commerce doing very well. And then the beauty buyer actually asked me to join her team as an assistant beauty buyer. And so I was kind of uh, climbing the ladder in the company and I ended up in an internal leadership program that really, I think that was the, the time that I really opened my eyes to what more could be in store um, concerning like senior exec management Um, And that's when I really made my decision that I wanted to transition and do my MBA and uh, really get into the luxury market. And that's brilliant. I love your story. (laughs) It's so exciting. And it's quite glamorous. You work for Elle magazine and the Saks Fifth Avenue, and it's all very glamorous and exciting. Um, So you've touched upon what made you decide to pursue an MBA. Why ESSEC and why luxury brand management? 
I really wanted to accelerate my career journey and I felt like I was hitting a ceiling at one point. So that's what really made me, prompted me to look into doing the MBA. And upon um, looking into what schools were best for luxury, I found a SEC. And it really is one of the best business schools in France, um, not just in luxury, but in general. Uh, they have amazing partnerships, though, with L'Oreal, LVMH, and more. So that really hooked me. And on top of that, they have a really strong alumni network. Every company that you can think of, there's some kind of connection to ESSEC. Um, you can ask questions. You can have meetings with almost anybody and everyone. They're very accessible. Um, and then on top of that, ESSEC offers about five international business trips. I mean, right now we are in COVID, so we're not able to travel as much. We, we have some scheduled later in the year. However, that really um, sold me because that was an, uh, an opportunity for me to see what different markets were like. And because this is a global MBA, uh, I think that was key. Uh, you don't just want to learn about markets in China or in uh, Italy, like you want to go there and see and speak to uh, the people who are working in the industry. So that was really important to me. And then additionally, they really did have great scholarship funding opportunities, especially in diversity. And um, I was fortunate enough to get uh, a L'Oreal scholarship that really helped me. And they're still supporting me to this day with other like factors like mentorship. Wow, that's amazing. So the L'Oreal scholarship, I didn't know there was one. So they actually, so they support the program, like funding the program, but then they actually have other elements to, to that? They do. So it was more of like an, uh, an entrance scholarship uh, that you would have to apply to. Um, and then they select one and it's specifically for this luxury program only. Is there any commitment that you have to give back to L'Oreal afterwards? There's not a commitment, but I see it as uh, they invested in me financially. Um, and so when it comes to how I uh, provide contributions with my mentor, how I do workshops, I really try and always choose them first, because I think if it's going to be a matter of me like coming up with concepts, brainstorming, anything that can really benefit a company that we're working for, I just see it as my contribution back to show them because I really actually do want to work for L'Oreal. Um, so this was really a great opportunity for me um, to kind of highlight myself to them and basically show them what I can do. And it's just been a long term commitment at this point. Um, so I'm really happy about that. One more question just about the course. Um, and the travel trips. So you you have several several international trips. Is it you just get to pick one, or do you actually get to go on all four or five? No, we were initially supposed to go on all four or five. Um, so I I can give you a little background on it. So we were supposed to go to Shanghai. We were supposed to go to Italy, which is still scheduled, but it will be later in the year. Uh, New York, however. Uh, that couldn't happen just obviously because of COVID and traveling restrictions. Um, Belgium, Switzerland, and like Amsterdam. Oh, wow. That's a lot of traveling, actually. 
But considering three of those places are within Europe, it's a little bit doable. Like the long hauled travel would have really been uh, Shanghai and New York. You're well into your course now. What has been maybe, I don't know, one or two really big highlights that you've had? In the beginning of the year, when we first did our orientation, we went to Chablis um, and did wine tastings and team building. And that was like very eye-opening to the beautiful, uh, I guess, the beautiful places in France. Like we went on bike rides and um, just really explored and took it all in because in the beginning of the year, we were really (laughs) accelerated because this is only a year program. So everything is really fast paced. So, I mean, in the first two weeks, we were really, really into our work. And I don't think any of us really took the moment to be uh, like we're in France. (laughs) I, I mean, I'm from Canada. I don't see the type of things that I see in France. But from that orientation and from that trip, we really took in that, hey, we're doing a global MBA in a new country. That's beautiful. This is a really great experience. And I think for me, it taught me that even when it's very busy, I need to stop and reflect on what I'm doing, why I came to do this and the environment around me and not to get too caught up into the academia of it, because there's definitely way more to the MBA than just getting your work done. And then I would say, um, speaking to just some of the top execs in the industry has been a huge highlight. We spoke to the former head of digital at LVMH. We've talked to the brand director of Dior. Um, The list goes on. Uh, We've talked to people in Google, Facebook. It's been great. And these are just a lot of chances for exposure that we would have never had on our own. Um, So it's those have been some of the memorable moments. And then I guess also group work. (laughs) I mean, um, in my previous degree, I was not such a fan of group work. However, uh, in the MBA, it really, really, really shows you like the value of group work and collaboration. I think all of us in the beginning, it might've been like a little difficult because I think the the percentage is 80% of our um, cohort is international students and just 20 that are from France. So we're all coming from different parts of the world, different cultures, different personalities. So in the beginning, it was kind of like learning how to work amongst each other. And then after that, it was just like magic. Like we've come up with such great, brilliant ideas together just based off of collaboration. Yeah, I think I think everyone kind of says that that the group work and working with such an international group really it's immersive and you learn so much. Sometimes the hard way, sometimes quite pleasantly. It really depends. <laughs> but you grow so much learning working with those groups, and I have to say, it's through working in those groups that I've made such amazing friends. I was just going to say, I completely agree. I think it's, and I came into it as well thinking like, oh, the group work is going to be a nightmare. It's going to be really hard. Um, everyone's going to end up falling out. Um, and it's really interesting to see how um, how you do take so much from it, um, particularly like in such an international environment. Um, yeah, this is making me, making me really nostalgic for it, actually. I'm going to 
ask you, Anita, to tell us a little bit about um, your magazine brand, Zuri. Can you tell us, um, I understand it's a multimedia magazine that focuses on African luxury creators and consumers. Can you tell us a bit more about it? So I started Zuri Magazine about two years ago. Um, And as you said, it's a multimedia channel because uh, we do try and format the magazine in several ways. First, as a print-on-demand magazine, which simply means that we work with a third party who actually prints a copy of the magazine and sends it to whoever is buying it um, individually. So we're not mass printing. So we're, that's our sustainable, um, contribution, I would say to the industry. We also have our digital version. Uh, we are heavily on social media. So we really try to, um, keep up with new age media and how people want to consume content. Um, but Zuri was really made out of me saying that there was a gap in cultural representation in fashion, but more than fashion in luxury, and that luxury was being framed for a certain demographic. So I wanted to open that up and I wanted to globalize luxury into other markets. Uh, We hear a lot about the Chinese market right now and uh, the Chinese consumer. And I think it's important for us to also get a glimpse of other markets. And because I am African and I've worked in the African luxury space, I really wanted to create a platform for those designers who are really big on craftsmanship and artisans and um, they have beautiful work. However, they don't necessarily have a luxury platform to showcase on, um, which is key in their marketing strategy. So this was really to fill that void. And with the experience that I had with Elle, um, this really gave me the opportunity to create something very excellent for them of good quality. Um, And it's just me also flexing my entrepreneurial uh, muscle because I I really am an entrepreneur at heart. And I think this MBA has really um, opened me up to how much that's important to me. and it is really helping me with my business. Well, that leads us perfectly into the next question, which is um, how you feel that the MBA um, has helped you with the, the magazine and what, what do you feel it's, it's kind of brought you? I think that the MBA has really uh, helped me with strategy. Um, that was something that was missing before. And I think anyone who is starting a business in the creative realm would (laughs) kind of relate with me that it's when you're in the creative space, you really get into your art and you get into your product. Um, And maybe strategy is a second thought. However, strategy is what really shapes the business um, and and just actually determines whether you're going to be successful um, by just having that in mind. So that's really been something that I'm very conscious of the strategy and also just digital disruption right now is just very key and there is a lot to it that I didn't understand or I also thought that um, digital was too much of technology um, (laughs) and that was too complicated but it really is broken down in several different components that are important to every business so I've been able to 
really uh, look at my business in a different perspective and kind of audit what I was doing before and what I know now and just fix some things that were probably not being run the the best way. It must be really satisfying as well to have kind of like a live project like during the MBA almost that like the stuff that you're you're learning you can like almost instantly go and kind of like try it out and and see what works. It does. It's very satisfying. However, it's very difficult. I'm not even going to downplay how difficult it is to do something other than your MBA. Um, when you're doing your MBA, um, like forget about even just having a personal life, but also just trying to run your business. And I mean, I have a team too, who is very understanding of my situation of doing the MBA and trying to um, run the business. However, you're really accountable on staying on top of things because you have people to answer back to. Um, but yes, it is. And and it is nice that I'm doing an MBA that's specialized in luxury. So I can really directly apply some things and I can do case studies for school that really apply to the business. And um, yeah, it's that's kind of how I manage um, still working on the magazine, but also doing my work is sometimes when I I see a problem and say um, one of your assignments is to identify a business problem. Like I use my business. (laughs) There's lots of problems that need solving. I will use that um, for the business case and really get like some great feedback and some solutions to things so that I'm still actively working on my business, but I'm also really engaged with the MBA. So that's kind of how I balance it yeah it's a smart way of doing it as well kind of you're you're killing two birds with one stone I guess yes and so um where do you go from here and what's next for you so I would say right now um at ESSEC we're in T. well we're preparing to get into T3, which is our last semester. And that's really when we do our consulting project. So we work with one company. We all apply for the company that we want to work for um, from June until the end of September. And this is really our, our direct, I would say, experience in consulting with a real business case with a real company. So it's very um, exciting. Um, And we're basically going to put all our energy in that. And then for sure, I'll be now looking at the market at what positions are open, um, especially just speaking about France. If you want to work in France, the recruitment process is about at least three months. So it it is always advised to start early. So that's something that I'll definitely be looking at. Um, And then also just continuing to have an active role in my business. And really, because I'm not going to be in as many courses, I can really start some projects that I've been wanting to um, for the business. Mm. Yeah, hopefully, as you say, like term, I mean, in a way you're obviously busier because you're like working with a a company for that period but also um yeah I don't know I found that not having like the classes and stuff to keep up with also just meant I had a little bit more like headspace I guess 
Yes, I agree. Because you can manage your schedule and you kind of can prioritize certain things in your day because your time still does belong to you. Um, because with us, the field project is most likely going to be a majority online um, just because of the situation in France right now. Um, so it won't be us necessarily going into the offices of any of the companies. So we can really work with our teams and set our own schedules. Um, and so I guess our final question then would be, what advice would you give to individuals who, like you, um, are coming from the luxury retail sector and considering doing an MBA? I would say um, you really do have the best opportunity to go far because when I was in sales, I never knew that I was going to end up here. Um, however, starting from the floor, especially in sales, really, really helps you understand every other aspect of the business because that is like the heart of the of like any retail company is their frontline workers, which is the sales associates. Um, so, and, and always connect um, the things that you're doing, the experiences, the skills that you have, you might not see it in the moment of how that connects back to say like a corporate position, but it really does. Or even in business in general, it really does. A lot of those skills are transferable and don't downplay anything that you, you've done. Definitely um, take, if you've done, you know, half a million in sales, make sure to highlight that. Everyone needs to know that because there took a lot of energy and effort and strategy to get you to make that sale. So it's more than just making a commission. It's really showcasing what you can do. Yeah, it's interesting. I sometimes feel like people don't necessarily appreciate like the complexity or the sophistication of that sector. And as you say, all of the the planning and the top down stuff that that is behind it. Yes, yes. Even when I w uh, ended up getting promoted to head office, I, I was fortunate enough to have that experience. There are certain things that come up in head office. You're not in store to know how the store necessarily operates on a day-to-day. -day. So it could be just picking up the phone and talking to a salesperson. Hey, what is really selling in the store? Um, I'm making a buy. I'm meeting with this brand. And it would be nice to get some firsthand feedback to give them. Like These are like small things that because I was a sales associate, I know are valuable um, questions to ask. That's all for today's Modern MBA podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Marie. If you like this episode, remember to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And you can get access to articles and more great content by visiting our website, themodernmba.co.uk, or you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Until next time, bye. Bye.